Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His faithful love endures forever. Let the redeemed of the Lord proclaim that he has redeemed them from the power of the foe and has gathered them from the lands, from the east and the west, from the north and the south. Good morning, IBCM, and welcome to our morning devotion. Glad that you are joining us this morning. Some of us, most of us from Manila, others from other parts of the Philippines, and some from around the world. We're glad that you're joining us this morning together to take a look at God's Word and to pray together as we begin this new day in the Lord. I pray that you had a good night's rest and that you've already had a good start to your day. Every day is a gift from God. Every day has challenges and opportunities for us to enjoy His presence, experience Him, grow in our relationship with Him, and to make Him known in the world around us. And in fact, making Him known is the topic of our conversation this morning. This morning we're going to read from Paul's letter to the church in Philippi. So you can open your scriptures to the book of Philippians and the New Testament. Philippians chapter 1, and we're going to read this morning verses 12 to 20. Philippians chapter 1, verses 12 to 20, as we talk about uh, advancing the gospel, making him known today. Let me pray as we begin, and then we'll read and talk about uh, what Paul wrote in this passage. Father, we thank you for this new day. It is filled with opportunity. We are filled by your presence. You abide in us, and we abide in you. And we thank you for this new day. Fresh mercy, fresh grace, new experiences in your love. We thank you for that. And we pray now that as we begin today in your word, that your Holy Spirit will teach us and open our eyes and our hearts, our minds to the truth of your word, and fill us with encouragement and with uh, spiritual power and ambition to live in faithful obedience to you and to make you known. We pray all this in Christ's name. Amen. Let's read Philippians 1, verses 12 to 20. Now I want you to know, brothers and sisters, that what has happened to me has actually advanced the gospel, so that it has become known throughout the whole imperial guard and to everyone else that my imprisonment is because I am in Christ. Most of the brothers have gained confidence in the Lord from my imprisonment and dare even more to speak the word fearlessly. To be sure, some preach Christ out of envy and rivalry, but others out of goodwill. These preach out of love, knowing that I am appointed for the defense of the gospel. The others proclaim Christ out of selfish ambition, not sincerely, thinking that they will cause me trouble in my imprisonment. What does it matter? Only that in every way, whether from false motives or true, Christ is proclaimed. And in this I rejoice. Yes, and I will continue to rejoice because I know this will lead to my salvation through your prayers and help from the Spirit of Christ Jesus. My eager expectation and hope is that I will not be ashamed about anything, but that now, as always, with all courage, Christ will be highly honored in my body, whether by life or by death. This is a reminder that 
Paul is writing to the Philippian church from prison. Paul has been imprisoned. He's under house arrest. He's guarded by uh, imperial soldiers of the Roman, the highest Roman guard. He is there because he refused to stop preaching Christ and the resurrection of Christ. He refused to stop preaching that Jesus is the Messiah. And so the Jewish leaders conspired against him, and there he finds himself in prison. Yet he is undaunted, he is unashamed, and he refuses to quit proclaiming the gospel. Now, let's talk about what we can learn about God from this. This, this passage reveals us some very important things about God. The first thing I want us to note is that God has complete authority and power to advance his gospel no matter what circumstance. Paul is in prison, yet notice how the gospel is advancing. Remember, Jesus called Paul to advance the gospel to the Gentiles. Jesus called Paul a, a light unto the Gentiles. And look how the gospel is advancing among even Roman Gentiles. He says in verse 20, uh, excuse me, verse 13, that uh, it had become known throughout the whole imperial guard that Paul was in chains because he was in Christ. And so it looks to me, as I read these verses, that the gospel is advancing even among the Roman military. That is amazing. Notice also that uh, God is using Paul's imprisonment and Paul's courage to encourage and to give confidence to many other people who are also fearlessly sharing the gospel. So, you see, God has power and authority. He is sovereign. And, and nothing can stop God's advance of the gospel. It may appear that way at some times, and, you know, missionaries give reports of sharing the gospel in very hard places, and it doesn't seem to advance. And it might appear, in the short view, that there is something that can, that can stop God's advance of the gospel. But if you remember our study of the book of Acts a few years ago, you remember, and let me just turn there, you remember that the last word in the book of Acts explains the powerful progress of the gospel. It cannot be stopped. Let me just read you verses 30 and 31. Verses 30 and 31, the last two verses of the book of Acts. Here we go. Verse 30. Paul stayed two whole years in his own rented house, and he welcomed all who visited him. So he's under house arrest. Verse 31 proclaiming the gospel of God and teaching about the Lord Jesus Christ with all boldness and without hindrance. And so the book of Acts leaves us with this idea and the reality and the truth that the gospel is unstoppable. That is amazing. So now let's translate that into our own lives. We, we, we need to understand that God has the power and the authority the sovereignty, to use any circumstance in our lives, whether it be harm, injustice, discouragement, failure, any circumstance, a pandemic. God can use any circumstance in my life 
to advance the gospel. Even the impure motives of the preachers, Paul described in verses 15 and 16 and 17, Paul says, even, even those God used to proclaim Christ, this says a lot about God, about his, his undaunted ambition to make himself known to all the nations. Remember, in the book of Revelation, Revelation, uh, let me go there just quickly. I think it would be important for us to read this verse. Um, Revelation chapter 7, verse 9. God is giving John a vision into, into heaven. And in verse 9 it says, I looked and there was a vast multitude from every nation, tribe, people, and language, which no one could number, standing before the throne and before the Lamb. So you see, God's gospel cannot be stopped. And the good news is that God wants to use you and me. He wants to use us to advance his gospel. And we need to have the courage and the, the spiritual vision to see that in, even even discomforting and discouraging and difficult circumstances that appear to be an obstacle and a hindrance to us, and maybe even the gospel. God can use those to actually advance the gospel. So, what does this passage reveal about me? What does it reveal about you? Well, I want us to notice Paul's ambition. All of us have ambitions, right? There, there are things that we want to advance. I, I'm, I'm afraid that sometimes what we want to advance might be our own interests. Now, you know, I, I enjoy using, using Facebook and Facebook Messenger, those kinds of social networking tools to communicate with people. In fact, we're using Facebook right now. I'm on Facebook Live talking with you and and talking the scriptures with you. One thing, though, that troubles me about Facebook is that it makes it so easy for you and me to advance ourselves. Now, I don't mean to be critical and ju or judgmental toward anyone, but it's interesting to me uh, how many of our posts on Facebook are really advancing our own interests, our own achievements, things like that. Now, I'm not saying that we should stop using Facebook. And I'm not saying that we should stop posting things that are happening in our lives. In fact, I enjoy reading uh, the posts of my friends and family on Facebook. But here's what I want to say. I want us to take a really, a really deep look at our ambitions, what we truly want to advance. Listen to what Paul says, verse 18. What does it matter? Only that in every way, whether from false motives or true, Christ is proclaimed, and in this I rejoice. Yes, and I will continue to, joy, to rejoice. Now look at verse 20. My eager expectation and hope is that I will not be ashamed about anything, 
but that now, as always, with all courage, Christ will be highly honored in my body, whether by life or by death. You see, Paul's greatest ambition was the gospel of Jesus Christ. Paul's greatest desire, what Paul deeply desired to advance above anything, was never himself, but always the gospel of Jesus. And when I read this passage, and I think about this wonderful missionary, Paul, I have to lay my life down beside his in comparison and discover that rather than many comparisons, there just might be too many contrasts. What, what is your ambition? What do you long to advance more than anything? If we're growing in Christ, our desire to advance the gospel and our ambition and eager expectation to see the gospel of Christ, the kingdom of God advanced, will grow in intensity. The good news is that it will grow with such intensity, with such desire and ambition, that we will see no obstacle, no hindrance to that advance. We will see that in all matters of life, in all circumstances of our lives, God can use any circumstance, any condition, and any willing servant to advance his gospel. That says something else about God, doesn't it? God's willingness to use me has always been astounding and astonishing to me. And that is amazing. God has the same desire for you. Whether you are a preacher or a plumber or an electrician or a school teacher, whether you are an accountant or an attorney, whether you're in the military or plowing a field, God's design for our lives is to be his servants to advance the gospel of Christ. That is his ambition for you and for me. His greatest expectation for us is to advance the gospel. Is that our ambition? Is that our most eager expectation? Is that what gives us the greatest joy? You know, as I think about this, I think about all the times in my life that I have failed to see the opportunity that God had given me. And so my greatest ambition this morning is to be awake and aware of the opportunities to make him known. So how do we apply this to our lives? I think one way that we apply this to our lives is to do what I already suggested, and that is to do a heart check. And maybe it would be a good exercise for, for you today to just take a, a piece of paper and a pen or pencil and, and to write down on that piece of paper all of your ambitions, your eager expectations, what you desire. And then see how God might turn those ambitions and desires into an advancement of the gospel. Perhaps you have a desire to 
be successful in business. That's not a bad desire. That's a, that's a good desire to be successful in business. But the next question is, how can God use your success in business to make him known? Let's take that challenge today. Let's look for opportunities to advance the gospel today. Let's pray that the Holy Spirit will inspire us and give us courage. That we will fearlessly make him known, share the gospel whenever he gives us the opportunity today. Now, I know that we're still in a pandemic and many of us in Metro Manila have limited travel. So maybe there might not be an opportunity for some of us today to be around a lot of people. But at the least, maybe this can be a season in our lives in which we are equipped, prepared, and empowered to take to seize the opportunity in the future when God brings it to us. The heading on this passage of Scripture in my Bible says, Advance the Gospel. And that should be our ambition as followers of Jesus. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for this new day. And we are amazed and humbled that you would choose us to advance your gospel message, to make you known, to proclaim Jesus. Forgive us, Lord, when we have not made the most of the opportunity. We ask, we're asking you, Holy Spirit, to empower us and equip us. Prepare us for the next opportunity you give us to share the gospel. And we pray that you'll continue to make this, advancing the gospel of Christ, making him known, making disciples. We pray that that will become our greatest ambition and most eager expectation as we begin each new day. Lord, we want to thank you for being faithful and steadfast with us in this pandemic. We continue to pray that someday soon this pandemic will end and we can go back to some sense of normal, whatever that will be. We long for the day in which we can move about freely in our city, in which we can meet together for worship, join together in fellowship and, and Bible study, do more than a fist pump, but give each other hugs. And we look forward to the day that we can eagerly and aggressively, with great compassion, and mercy take the gospel into the streets of the city into the communities and households and schools and businesses to make disciples of all the nations Lord this morning we continue to lift up Pau Ferrer and pray that you'll continue to restore her health and and energy and vitality thank you for being with her over the past week we want to lift up Pearlie and Becky and pray that you'll continue to bring healing and strength to their bodies. Lord, we also want to not forget to pray for uh, Ate Cora Felisario's family, that you would be with us in their season of grief, and also the Parcon family in their season of grief as well. Give us opportunities to let them know 
how much we love them and are praying for them. We pray you will encourage them. Give them mercy and embrace them with your love and care. Lord, we want to pray for our church planters today and pray that you'll continue to empower them and equip them, that you will give them favor in their communities with the barangay leaders and and uh, school leaders and others that they are networking and building relationships with in, the, in their communities and give them a great opportunity today to share the gospel and to lead someone into a relationship with Jesus. We're so grateful for our church planters and also for our missionaries who are working in Indonesia and Japan and even in Metro Manila. We pray for them today and lift them up to you asking you to provide all of their needs according to your riches in Christ Jesus. And we also want to continue to pray for our church family. Lord, we want to grow in our love for you and for each other. We want people to see our love for you and each other. We know that that is a great witness to our world around us. And we pray, Lord, that we will have humble hearts and an eagerness to serve each other and to meet each other's needs. Help us to be aware of the needs that we have in our church family. And um, we pray that our, our love and relationships will deepen and grow, even though we cannot be physically together like we desire. Lord, there is so much confusion and chaos and violence and injustice around us. Sometimes it is just too great a burden for us, and we don't know where to start. We are praying that during this time that you will continue to communicate with us and reveal to us how you can use us to be light in the darkness. Now, Lord, I pray for these brothers and sisters who are with me online. I pray you will continue to bless them, give them a great day, reveal yourself in deeper ways, and draw them deeper into your heart today as we seek to live for you. And we pray all this in the name of Christ. Amen. Well, it's been so good to be with you this morning. I pray that you have a great day today and that God will give you the opportunity to proclaim the gospel, to make Jesus known so his kingdom can grow in the city. Have a great day. I look forward to seeing you in the morning.